Hi there, you're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi there, you're listening to Commissioning Conversations. I'm here joined today with Scott Lewis from Discovery Inc. Scott Lewis is taking on multiple roles and is recently adding Science Channel to his purview this year, but I'll let him get to that. So Scott, first of all, how are you keeping entertained during the lockdown? First, thank you for having me. So excited to be here. You know, it, it, it's a hybrid of getting extra family time in as well as doing the job. So uh, I feel like I'm working more than ever and, and balancing work life with uh, homeschooling and, and, and taking the dog out. So it's, uh, it's an interesting mix, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm finding the, the upside of it all these days. How about That's you? A really positive approach. Yeah, I think <laughs> I am too, getting some good like quality time with my friends which has been lovely because it's you're constantly so busy that you kind of forget to take the time to to do that so yeah totally 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 cooking's become a new hobby because yeah uh, forced into becoming a better cook these days so I wondered if you could kind of talk through your role at Discovery because it kind of differs from a lot of the other linear commissioners and you've also added science channel recently to you so if you could kind of unpack what your role is at the network definitely definitely the legacy of my uh my career in television has been on the more traditional programming content side. Um, but in the last few years, uh, when I started Discovery, really started exploring and playing with the other platforms. And so I'm really fortunate that it, it really covers content from soup to nuts. So uh, I oversee the programming and uh, scheduling sides of the, the network across factual of Discovery Science and Animal Planet. And then in addition to that, I oversee digital media and social, a live production. Uh, as you said, head of content now for science and production development and our research team. So it's it's a wide swath, but it really is great to have all those teams working congruently together on how we uh, learn and adapt for our audiences and make content for them across platforms. I guess, uh, first, uh, secondly, sorry, how have you, has the programming been affected by the lockdown on, on all three of the, the networks since Corona, sorry? Totally. No, totally. I, you know, it, it, it has been a moment of uh, reflection of, you know, of course, first and foremost, looking at the safety of our, our production crews and our talent and, and, and making sure we are doing the right thing during this time. Uh, and that's where Discovery uh, Networks is fortunate that, you know, we have about six months of content in the can. So first piece was we have a nice uh, bench that we can tap into and it's, it's a lot of post work. So we've been able to keep that machine going. But in regards to what we've been doing in the here and now, we've really been looking at this as an opportunity of feeding our audience content with our characters and talent at home. So we, as you've uh, probably read, we've we picked up a ton across the board from our, from our motor talent to our adventure talent and have been checking in with them. And it's, really been great to uh you know have the audience be able to relate to our characters and what they're doing at this time has that all been kind of self-shot content does it talk about the virus itself or is it kind of uh just adapted to to the current production restrictions it's a hybrid of all of the above. So each show has been tackling it differently. But for example, uh, Josh Gates, who's our host of Expedition Unknown, his his show is about him traveling the world and, and finding new things and new insights, be it in Egypt or wherever. And, you know, he is stuck at home with his family. And so real quick, we talked to him and he was game for hosting a night of his best episodes. And we decided to make like a mini 10 minute talk show with him. And that was about four weeks ago. And after two weeks of the, the mini 10 minute show, 
he just hit it out of the park and it was awesome and it was doing well. And so we, we went to him quickly and said, hey, Josh, let's expand this to an hour and, you know, bring the audience to, uh, to, to the world through your eyes and what you've done in the past and, and in some fun new ways now. And uh, the show is just really, really fantastic. And, you know, uh, last night during the episode, he did Expedition Takeout and he was talking about our uh, a show that he did in Germany. And so he, he went to a German restaurant and uh, did a bunch of takeout food from, from a German restaurant. But uh, it, it's really great to see him you know, he, he had his mask on, he toured LA to show our audience LA, but then at the same time, you know, was relatable in what he's going through and at the restaurant picked up some toilet paper and other grocery goods and, you know, made it work with social distancing. But I think it's really uh, a time for, you know, our brands and our, our characters to relate to the audience and to own that narrative, but, you know, to ha give it that discovery spin, which has been great to see play out in his show. Uh, what, what would you describe the discovery spin as? Sorry, if you could encapsulate that. Good, good question. You know, it's discovery at its core, we bring the world to you. And so, uh, you know, be it going to Alaska for Gold Rush or being on the Bering Sea with Deadliest Catch or to the Serengeti to see the natural wildlife, you know, our programming lets our audience take that escape with them. And so uh, during this time, we want our, our shows to still resonate and do that. And with things that have been in the can and, and episodes that are airing that were shot before is doing that so well. But at the same time, we want to acknowledge what's happening and, and have our talent relate to the audience with what they're doing at home. And so uh, we've had a show with Mike Rowe sitting down with all our captains from Deadliest Catch. And so we got them excited about the new season and taking them on that escape and that journey, but at the same time relating to you know what they're doing at home with their families to, to make the best of this COVID break time. Um, so beyond Corona, what kind of pictures are, are you looking at and what's your kind of current strategy? I know I've seen a lot of kind of uh, interesting things that are standing out on the schedule right now. I saw uh, the Rob Riggle project and the Revenge of the Nerd. The promos look hilarious. We can't get them in the UK, unfortunately. Right now, I would love to see them, but it, they, they seem quite stand out to what's been gone before. And I wondered if you could unpack kind of the meaning behind those. Definitely. You know, we're, we're, we're taking new swings and really, you know, providing what Discovery stands for, but with new ways through humor and new characters. And uh, with Rob Riggle's show, he, he is an awesome guy. And we worked with him on Shark Week for a few years, and we just love what he did in Shark Week with, you know, Shaq and, and other celebrity talent that we're like, we just sat down with him. We said, you know, Rob, what else do you want to do? And he was enamored with these adventure shows and seeing the world. And so we sent him out to get his take and to dive deeper into these mysteries of the unknown. And it was just great to see both a comedy take on that and his POV with uh, a core discovery genre and, and content play. And so that's been a real fun one to watch. And then Revenge of the Nerd is a great example of all the platforms, uh, you know, being important and you know, finding talent and other spaces that are resonating on another platform and how can we parlay that into a, a linear life cycle. So Mark Rober, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he is going to be our host and uh, lead character on Revenge of the Nerd. And he is the number one science YouTuber there is out there. He's been on our radar for a while. We sat and met with him and he was doing some digital content plays for us in Shark Week. But as we started talking to him and his brand and what he wanted to do in a bigger and better way, 
ergo Revenge of the Nerd, um, which came out of the Glitter Bomb video. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but a few years back on YouTube, uh, he decided to get revenge on, on all the porch pirates that are out there stealing packages and devised this genius engineered box of a glitter bomb that would go off when they open the package at home and release fart spray as payback. But the beauty is it recorded all of the evidence of the individuals opening the packages and was sent to him via cellular and made an amazing video around this. And so that's the spirit of the show is, you know, okay. what, what people that are doing wrongs in the world that he can write, but use science and hijinks to actually have fun with it at the same time. So uh, it's, it's been a great project that we're in pre-production on and we're producing it with Jimmy Kimmel's production company, Kimmelot. And uh, it's, it's one of the shows that we're going to start shooting as soon as we get out of this COVID lockdown. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see that one. So where do these shows fit in the kind of uh, wider strategy? And where is Discovery in Science and Animal Planet um, at right now for the 2020 and beyond? You know, it, it really is about making our brand strong and relevant across all platforms. So these shows, uh, you know, have strong linear staples, but it, it's really about expanding that content to be resonating with where the audience is naturally going. You know, it, it, one of the things I've learned as a content programmer is an audience finds the content they want where they want it. And our main mission at Discovery is to provide content and our brands to be relevant with where they go organically. So be it TikTok, Snapchat, or traditional linear television, we're providing that audience and feeding that, that content beast where they are. And so it's been looking at that harmonically and as one big content play cross platform of how we can fill that void. And, and again, the verticals we have with science and motor and engineering uh, really speak to what's happening on the other platforms. When you think of science on TikTok, Nick Juhas is the number one TikTok uh, influencer that's out there right now. And we have a, 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 we have a partnership with him that he's been making content for us on linear as well as now on TikTok. And so it's about tapping into those other platforms and parlaying audiences over but being where the audience naturally is. And um, do you want producers to come to you with all of those things already in mind? Are you looking for producers to walk in and say, I've thought how, of how it will play out on this platform, this platform? Or is that something that you, uh, you kind of do internally and, and you work on it as the pitch comes through? It's a little bit of both. You know, we love a multi-platform vision at the inception of an idea when we're hearing a pitch and thinking about it in the development phase. But, you know, through the organic development process and the production process, it evolves and grows and, and then gets built out together with my, my multi-platform team working hand in hand with the production companies. So it's, it's a little bit of a hybrid of both, but really do love when producers have that foresight of seeing the content travel. Because, you know, back in the day, you know, extras or cutting room floor footage was was really what digital was in the beginning of you know the dot com and, and other content plays. Whereas now you must be producing first rate content on those platforms for the audience to you know really resonate with it because they they smell out when it's just forced there and it's got to be organic. So we love the producers to come in with that POV at the inception of the idea. Um, and how should producers come to you with their ideas and kind of what stands out to you when you when you get a project come through in your inbox? You know, through our traditional, uh, you know, producers portal is always a great first uh, place to go, uh, which is producers.discovery.com. And then working with our development executives across all the factual brands, they're always in the marketplace talking to everyone. So uh, one of those routes is always a good start. 
Uh, and then what personally kind of piques, piques your interest? Like wh what format do you like things to come in and on? You know, a good sizzle always has that wow factor. So I, I, I do love uh, when we, we get a great treatment with sizzle. But, you know, it's really at the end of the day, it's, it's about passion and the excitement. So when we sit down to a pitch and the team's excited and it bubbles up to me, when you when you sit in the room with the team and, and, and the producers and they are pitching their vision, be it through a video or a treatment or some slides, it's that passion and vision that really resonates because you could feel it when you're, you're sitting in a room and you're hearing the pitch and you see that passion and all of a sudden it just comes to life in so many ways. So it, it, it's the traditional pieces of, of how we get materials, but it's that passion and drive that really to me pushes it over the top. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose in a bigger picture kind of way, what, what's kind of your vision for, for your role in, in, within the network and the business? What, what do you hope to bring? Yeah, no, it's a good question. You know, as our in industry is really going through this, this time of change, um, we really, you know, look at the future of content is more important than ever before. When you add up the number of minutes and views and ratings that we get, uh, you know, people are consuming more content than ever in the history of man. And so uh, it really is about what is that dance and orchestration of how the content lives and breathes, travels cross-platform, but speaks to an audience. Uh, you know, when, when you're competing with the a YouTube influencer and what they do in a daily vlog to, you know, the high-end scripted content that's out there and so much of it, you know, our brands are real nonfiction driven shows and content plays that, you know, resonate with an audience. And so we're fitting that piece of the pie, but it really is looking at that pie as a transmedia POV of how does it fit into the grander scheme of, you know, be it an exciting, you know, 10 seconds that you see on TikTok to a full on two hour documentary on the science channel. What fulfills that appetite of curiosity and excitement that you know, our brand resonates that they want to come back for more of it wherever we are and whatever platform that is. So eloquently put. So do you see that as kind of the future of, of cable and, and linear TV is kind of getting to grips with how the audience are viewing things in that way now? Yeah, you know, it, it's each platform is important and, and is it, it, it ultimately it's important to that audience person that's watching it on that platform. So cable, you know, uh, from a, a more adult 25 to 54 standpoint, is is the is the crown jewel of getting a wide audience so when um, we look at the future of cable and and the other platforms how it works together it's going to be the aggregation of audience and and the total number of who you're hitting and where you're hitting them so cable is a big piece of that pie but it's exciting when you look at the energy that's happening across the industry be it for cable or a, a youtube piece it, it's it's just how that all works harmonically and together is, is the one content vision plan that we try to remember every day and, and, and cable is the lead engine of that. Where personally do you watch your little videos? Like, uh, talk me through, are you just a traditional TV guy or are you like, oh, I just love watching little random clips of things on YouTube? It, on a personal note, it's, it's all the above and it's, it's good and bad because now there's just too many options for me. But from a traditional standpoint, I love me some Survivor. I'm there every yeah. Wednesday night and enjoy that show because I, I really think the fact that they can be able to reinvent themselves and be that relevant this many years is, is inspiration. But from a, you know, personal other platform standpoint, I can get sucked into TikTok for a good 45 minutes to an hour. And I don't know where time has flown because 
it is short snaps of videos and the power of that is 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 amazing and you think of like vine touched on this years ago and now tiktok has just parlayed it to where it is today and you can see why it's growing by leaps and bounds every day um and then youtube uh personally i'm a big fan of the bon appetit channel i think what they've done there with talent and 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 the food vertical is really smart and um i enjoy claire and when she has a challenge of making uh, gourmet make, you know, this week, uh, I think Tater Tots was this week's episode and it came up in my stream and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Can't wait to watch. And oh, that again, was such a wonderful I, insight into your brain there. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it's interesting, but you think about, you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't wait to watch the newest episode of Fill in the Blank broadcast show and you'd get gleeful when you'd see that promo or hear about it. And now the stream and your, your social streams do the same thing for be it a 10 or a 15 minute video. It's that same excitement and, and power of content. It's just, you know, honoring it where it is and, and, and that it's all powerful and it's really on how it all works together. And that's what, you know, really excites me about my job and, 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 and crafting content where the audience loves it, but make it relevant there and as exciting as it was 20 years ago as it is today on TikTok. It's, it's all the same emotional connection. It's just enjoyment and escape and fulfilling that appetite. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Uh, it's been really lovely to talk to you and pick your brain a bit. I'm super excited for Revenge of the Nerd. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So good luck with that project. Yes, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Commissioning Conversations. This podcast is produced, hosted and edited by Alice Redmond and Hannah Bowler. We'll be back next week with more, so don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Podbeam or YouTube. In the meantime, the latest commissioner briefs can be found on broadcastintel.com.